It is 10.56, just a few minutes before the top of the hours, and we are going to have a special guest coming at uh, the top of the hour at 11 o'clock in just a few minutes, and his name is Pop Wagner. Pop Wagner is a musician who is going to be performing this weekend as part of the Bothy Folk Club's performance series that they do, and this time it's going to be at the Blue Earth County Library. Usually it's at the Arts Center but in uh, Mankato, but it's the Blue Earth County Library on Saturday, the 25th, at 1 p.m. So I'm going to play some music. I happen to have a, he must have been in to KMSU in the past because I remembered in my mind, in the back of my mind, I'm like, Pop Wagner, I swear I have an album of his from KMSU archives. And sure enough, Disco on the Bayou, Pop Wagner and Friends, and he has autographed it from whenever this was to KMSU from Pop Wagner and the Drew Cowboy hat. He's got a fiddle and... Here's something from that album, and we'll chat with him coming up in just a few moments. Way down in Louisiana, underneath the evergreen, I was sitting there all alone, along coming Creole Queen. Baby, do you want to go? She said, I, 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 don't know. I, 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 don't know. I, 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 don't know.
There you go. Ay, ay, ay. That is from Pop Wagner, who I have on the phone. Good morning. Do I just call you Pop, well, or do I, do I call you Pops or Pop, or, or what? What is well, your... you could call me Pop. Uh, it's Somebody asked for Gordon Wagner on the telephone. Oh. I know it's a telemarketer. <laughs> Well, that's what I saw when you called them. We've got caller ID, and it says Gordon. I wonder, Gordon, I'm expecting a pop. So how did you become a pop? Yeah. Well, that was that was a nickname, nickname I got when I was 14 years old and in the Boy Scouts. And our little Boy Scout troop, we were so into campouts, and we went on so, so many of them that we didn't always have adult supervision. Oh, and no. the parents in town thought I was responsible, so they put me in charge. And, and then the fellows started calling me Pop after that. So, Well, you are a musician kind of, and uh, started playing music at a young age now. And I know, obviously, from listening to the song, you're a violinist, but you probably call yourself a fiddler is my guess. I, uh, yeah, actually, mostly I'm a guitarist. Oh. Uh, I, play, I play fiddle... Uh, when I have uh, when I'm in an ensemble, okay, uh, with other players, I'll, I'll pl- probably play a tune or two on the fiddle uh, this Saturday for the Bothy Club. But it's mostly going to be guitar, uh, harmonica, uh, tall tales, and uh, and probably a few rope tricks too. Oh, rope tricks! Now, yeah, I saw something about you learned to play, to not play the learn to. Use the lariat. So let's talk about that. Are you from a horse farm? I, I know initially you're from Ohio, but you've been in Minnesota. How did that trip end up? How did you end up here? And then talk about the lariats. Well, uh, okay, kind of roundabout. I went <laughs> uh, from Ohio up to northern Wisconsin for a couple of years to go to college there at, at uh, Northland College. And while I was there, we held a little folk festival. Um, which has now been going for a little over 50 years. And um, the people that came, a lot of the people that came to that first little folk festival we had in the spring of 1968, they were from the Twin Cities, Minneapolis and St. Paul. And so I started coming down to visit because it was a nice bunch of folks and, and a great music scene and and one time when I came down to visit, I just never went back, and oh I've my. been here ever since. So when did you pick up the instruments then? What What is your history of being a musician? Well, I play, started playing guitar when I was 14, um, and I banjo came in there a little bit. I, I, I'd have a banjo and play it not very often, but I have one. And then uh, my my grandfather gave me his violin, um, and you're right. Before, when you said I'm a fiddler, that's what I <laughs> consider what I do. Yep. He was a violinist, ah. and he and before he gave it to me, he wanted me to take some violin lessons. So I did that, and and then I went back and I played him that uh, that little Bach minuet in G, and that was good enough for him. And he gave me the the violin, which is now a fiddle. And it, but it, it means a lot to me to know that it was uh, my grandfather's. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. you're a cowboy too. You know, your your images on your albums and everything. You wear a big cowboy hat. I don't know if you still got the big bushy mustache. It almost looks like a handlebar mustache, and maybe, uh, or, or or is yes, that? I, I have the mustache. Okay. That's not going anywhere. Okay. And uh, and uh, along the way, uh, there's there was an old 
friend of mine by the name of Glenn Orland, and uh, he's he's passed on now. It's been a while, but he he came to Minnesota uh, to play on the Prairie Home Companion show, which I was involved with off and on uh, through the years. I'd met him before out east at a folk festival out there, but while we were hanging out backstage, he was doing some some lariat tricks, spinning a loop and and this and that, and and uh, that's where I got the interest to start doing that. And then I got a video that uh, Will Rogers made of a bunch of his rope tricks. And uh, of course, I'm not. Will Rogers was maybe one of the greatest trick ropers ever lived. And I'm not up to that speed, but I have a lot of fun with it. And I think people will enjoy the uh, the rope tricks and the humor that goes along with it. But where did that cowboy image come from? I mean, did you? Because most, you know, most Minnesotans don't wear big cowboy hats. It's just a thing not that isn't done here. You know, you think Texas. Yeah, well, actually, um, I, little town I was raised up in, Yellow Springs, Ohio, is eight miles away from the birthplace of Leonard Sly, who most people know as Roy Rogers. Oh. And and so as at a young age, besides listening to uh, Woody Guthrie and Lead Belly and uh, Calypso music that my parents were into, uh, we watched the, the TV shows with Roy Rogers, and, and uh, we played played like we were cowboys sometimes and and when i got into being a folk singer it it turns out in those days just about every everybody was wearing some kind of a hat uh either a cap or a, a fedora or and, and rambler jack elliott was wearing a cowboy hat so did woody guthrie now and then and i liked that idea um so um that's where the cowboy hat came from and uh, and you asked about horses. I I never owned a horse growing up myself. I uh, as an adult, I had horses for about twenty years, um, and I've actually done about a half a day's worth of actual cowboy work. <laughs> and boy, I'll tell you, that's hard work. And I got to take my hat off to anyone who can do that as a profession. Uh, it's it's hard work, and it. And it's a lot of skill, and um, and the only reason I I got a rope on one of them little calves that we were trying to uh, <laughs> rope for branding and doctoring, the only reason I got my rope on him was because the horse I was sitting on knew what to do. <laughs> Sounds like you're a cowboy impersonator, perhaps. Well, some people say that. And you were going to be playing here in Mankato for the Bothy Folk Club, but you're previously you have a lot of folks know Minnesota Public Radio's. Prairie Home Companion, which was headed by Garrison Keeler, and you were a part of that show. Would you talk a little bit about that experience and and what that was like? Well, yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty fun thing to be involved with, and, and right from the get go, he he had a bunch of us uh, local musicians on, and and in those days when we started out, it was first a local and then a regional show, and uh, we'd. And he had a morning show, too, in those days. And sometimes uh, we'd call him, or not even call him, go down to the station, and you could you could see the control booth from the sidewalk. We'd wave. He'd put on a long cut, 
come around, open the back door, and we'd go on and be on the morning show with him. Uh, now, it, over the years, it got a little bit more formal, and it was advanced bookings and all that kind of thing. And then, then uh, the first couple of national broadcasts, I would I was involved with one big show at the Northrop Auditorium on the U of M campus, mm-hmm. and then uh, at a I think it was a public radio convention in Kansas City, uh, and that kicked off the uh, the regular national broadcast. And boy, I'll tell you, it, people people got to hearing about us when it went national. That was something. Well, so who else did you play with then, as far as other musicians up at the Prairie Home Companion? Um, well, the, I was in a band which actually involved a couple of the original powder milk biscuit members oh, okay uh, before before the powder milk biscuit band formed uh mary duchene and bob douglas and then also bob Do- bovie and i we were in a band called mad jack and the black label boys and we played on the show a couple of times and and then uh garrison wanted a regular house band hired bob douglas and mary duchene and adam granger and uh, there were a series of bass players um, that played Dick Reese and uh, Molly Mason, among others. And other people over the years sat in with that band, uh, Bill Hinckley and Judy Larson, Butch Thompson, um, and, and any any number of uh, famous up there kind of uh, regular artists that people will have heard of, like... Amy Lou Harris and oh, yeah. Chet Atkins coming through and, and playing on the show. It, it's, what it's can pretty pe- exciting. What can people in Mankato expect when you come here as a part of the Bothy Folk Club? I understand this time it's going to be, usually it's at the Art Center, but this time it's going to be at the Blue Earth County uh, Public Library, which is a, a great place to be because it's a, easily accessible for a lot of folks. So this Saturday, 1 o'clock, what can we expect from Pop Wagner? Well, I'm going to sing you some songs and tell some stories. I'll play a fiddle tune or two, and uh, and I'll do rope tricks, and uh, and and we'll have fun. And I suppose I'll take questions too from the audience, and uh, and I even consider requests as long as they're written on a twenty dollar bill. <laughs> oh my, a real twenty or a monopoly? No, I'm just. <laughs> I'm trying to be funny. I know you are. I'm just giving you a hard time. So I got to ask you this: on your site, there is, there are uh, items for sale, cinches, and the only thing I know cinches are for are for horses for saddles. And you have videos and and things about cinch making. So is that cinches for belts, or is it is it really cinches for horse saddles? No, it's it's for saddle cinches and and uh. When I was when I was a horse owner, I got into that because uh, I took a little uh, three-hour class from a guy offering that at one of the cowboy gatherings in Cody, Wyoming, that I was entertaining at, and uh, and now I teach other people how to do that, and uh, we make the saddle cinches out of mohair, which is is a very strong, resilient, natural fiber, and horses love it, and. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what that is on the website. Yeah. So it will we see I do any? Also, Go ahead. I, I you know what I also 
I also use the same technique to make uh, belts, hat bands, and guitar straps. And you'll see a, uh, uh, an example of, of all of those at the show. Okay, so will we have any lessons for <laughs> for that? No. <laughs> no, no, no cinch no, lessons? I, it, I do a workshop when I teach that. It's a three-day commitment. And uh, I have a couple of those on the schedule yet this summer. Uh, one near Dodgeville, Wisconsin, and one near Stillwater, Minnesota. And if people are interested, they can go to my website and check that out, uh, and and or sign up for my newsletter mailing list to find out about the shows I'm doing and the cinch classes that I offer. Well, I think that's wonderful. You know, there's not a lot of horses down here, but I mean, I think it's a fascinating craft it really is a craft to to make those as i was looking at the pictures of them and never really thought about actually doing it so that is a neat thing that you are continuing to do and so yeah are you doing a lot of concerts i mean did you have to take off for the pandemic or what kind of what's your status as a musician now well yeah there there was a big hole in the schedule for that first year year and a half and uh then started gingerly doing shows especially if it would be outside um, the, I'm, I'm still pretty careful, because uh, mm-hmm. my wife and I take care, uh, of her 94-year-old mother and don't oh. want to subject her to possible, uh, infection of the virus. Um, but, uh, yeah, and it's coming back and I'm doing more shows and I sure did miss it, I'll tell you that. Uh, tried to do a few of those online shows and that was, that was nice for what it was, but there's nothing that um, can substitute for a live audience, and I'm certainly looking forward to that on Saturday at the Bothy Folk Club at the Blue Earth County Library. Yeah, do you do a lot of, are you really interactive with the audiences, so it'll be kind of a, a fun thing for people to kind of maybe talk, chat with you while you're doing your, your music, too? Well, it's sometimes... Uh, I I enjoy a creative heckler, you oh. know. Uh, <laughs> okay. I don't I don't enjoy it when they start throwing rotten vegetables oh. or anything like that. Okay. But I can I can I can roll with the punches when it's necessary. Well, we'll make sure to to tell Michael Bonner to have someone at the door to collect the rotten vegetables before they come in. <laughs> okay. Well, That's great. Anything else you'd like the listeners to know about your visit to Mankato or about Mike about Pop Wagner as a musician? Well, if they want to look at my website, popwagner.com is the place to go. There's a lot of information there. And uh, I'm sure to that, just come to the library this Saturday at 1 o'clock and we'll, we can take it from there. Well, it's been great to chat with you. I look forward to having you down. I'm going to play some more off of this LP. By the way, you signed this in, I don't know what the year is. I think the album came out in 1988. It's the album in our uh, archives is Disco on the Bayou. And you wrote to KMSU FM from, um, and I can't read your signature, but I assume it's your name. And then there's a big cowboy hat. There's a big cowboy hat that you drew on there as well. So thank you so much for your time. Oh, go ahead. There's a cowboy hat with a mustache under it. Oh, yes. Isn't there? You know what? That is what that is. At first, I did. Yeah, I see it now. There's a there's a nose <laughs> and I and then that is the mustache. At first, I thought maybe it was your signature under there again. But <laughs> okay, 
Yes. So look for the mustache and the cowboy hat, and you'll know it's Pop. All right. Thank you. Take care. Yep. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Here's some more music from uh, Pop Wagner off of the album. Puppy's toes, he wants the disco, disco, disco on the bio, disco, disco, disco down the Fontenot. 